Wow, well, we're, we're doing a new series called um, Rhythm. I'll make this rhythm quick. Have you ever felt frustrated before because you're not in rhythm? You kind of looked around you, everybody else seems to be in rhythm. And you're the one that's, that's out of beat in life. Everybody else is stamping like this and you're the offbeat. <laughs> you know? And it's got nothing to do with your skin color. My wife always gives me a hard time. Don't know why. Are you giving me a coffee? I'll just drink so we can hear you. Oh, right. Thank you. Okay, thank you, whoever's coffee this was. Thank you so much. So we're beginning our series, Rhythm. And Rhythm's all about being in rhythm with God. And sometimes we can feel frustrated because we feel like we're out of rhythm. Have you ever felt like you're like a square peg in a round hole? You're kind of there, but you kind of feel like you don't fit in. And everybody else seems to be in rhythm but you. And you get kind of frustrated. Sometimes it's kind of like if, if you ever wanted to dig a hole. You know, if you ever got this guitar, you, you went up to this guitar, I'm going to dig a hole and I'm going to use this guitar. And you took it out and you began to dig a hole with this guitar, you're going to get frustrated. And the reason why you get frustrated is because this guitar wasn't designed to dig a hole. And in fact, you're using it outside of its purpose. And sometimes we feel frustrated, but it's because we're, we're doing something outside of our purpose the way that God has created us. But when you pick up this guitar, and when you're skilled and begin, begin to play and strum it, you begin to make something beautiful because that was its design. That's what it was, its purpose, and you begin to be in rhythm. And you have a rhythm. God's created you for with purpose, with a design. For that's who you are. Amen. Now, I want to talk about somebody in the Bible who seems to be out of rhythm, out of rhythm what's going on around him, and he's, and, he's, and he's living and walking outside of his purpose. So if you've got your Bibles, want to turn with me to Judges chapter 6, and we're going to be speaking of a man called Gideon. Judges 6 verse 1, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and for seven years he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. See, the Israelites, instead of looking up to God, they began to look around them. And when you begin to look around, sometimes you begin to copy the behaviors of those around them. And they began to copy their worship of other gods. And the Midianites, they used to worship uh, Molech, and Molech would, and they would sacrifice their children to them. And the Israelites began to do this. And in doing so, they moved away from God. But isn't it true of our own lives is that when we stop looking towards God and we start looking around us, and we begin to copy the behaviors of, the, of those around us, we begin to head away from God. Because isn't this true? Whatever you copy, it captures you. So be careful what you copy, because what you copy, it will capture you. Now the children of Israel, they copied the worship of the Midianites, and the Midianites captured them. Verse two, because the power of Midian was so oppressive, the Israelites prepared shelters for themselves in the mountain cliffs, the caves, and the strongholds. Let's go down to verse 6. Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. See, God is so merciful that He does not shield us from the dumb decisions that we make so that we don't make those dumb decisions again. But when you cry out to God, He will so invade your life. He will so come... 
He is so for you. No matter how many times we, go, we walk away from God, He is always for you. So when you cry out to God, God is always there for you. But He doesn't shield us from these dumb decisions that we make. But when we come back to God, He will be there for you and He will invade your life. Verse 11. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak and Ophrah that belonged to Joash the Abizite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. Now the purpose of a wine press is not to thresh wheat. You, if you want to thresh wheat, you'll thresh it out in the open. So when you, when you thresh it, that the wind will take all the good stuff and separate it from the stuff that you can't use. So here's Gideon, he's in a wine press. He's down in, he's down and he's threshing. And the wine press that's not, wasn't designed to thresh wheat. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Who, me? Are you, are you talking to me? Do you see what I'm doing? I'm in a wine press right now. I'm threshing wheat. I'm not even, this isn't designed for this. See, Gideon was operating outside his purpose. He was operating outside of, of the area where God has destined to be. You ever feel like that? You're frustrated. You're operating in an area you feel that you're not called to. You feel out of rhythm. You ever been there before? But yet God calls you mighty warrior. And they go, who me, mighty warrior? Did you know what I was doing last night? And you call me mighty warrior? Verse 13. Pardon me, my Lord. Gideon replied, isn't he so polite? Pardon me, my Lord. For most of us, when we're frustrated, we're like, God, God, right? We're not getting, pardon me, my Lord, getting replied. If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all the wonders that our ancestors told us about? When they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hands of Midian. Isn't he so polite? But what I love about Gideon, he asked this question 3,300 years ago. But it's the same kind of question we ask God today, isn't it? In, in different forms. God, where were you when my child died? Where were you when my husband left me and when my wife left, left me? Where were you when my kids went astray? Where were you when I got fired? Where were you? Or when they, they didn't need me anymore? Where were you? See, God's not afraid of your questions. He wasn't afraid of, of Gideon's questions. Verse 14, the Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength of you have, and if you're looking for a subtitle to this message, it's go in the strength you have. Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of the Midian's, out of the Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? So Gideon says, if you're with us, but God is saying, I'm sending you. See, stop looking around at everyone else because I'm sending you. See, he's not sending, but, and how many times do we ever feel frustrated? Like everybody else seems to be in rhythm and you're out of rhythm and he goes, well, how come, 
look at them. How come they're, they're doing something and I'm not? And, and we get frustrated. And God's saying, hey, look, don't listen. You have. You have what it takes. I've given you the ability to overcome. You have the goods. Stop looking at what everybody else is doing. I haven't called you to that. I've called you to, uh, to step into my potential, my purpose for your life. Stop looking at everybody else because I've called you. Go in the strength you have. Don't say I'm too young. I haven't got enough experience. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm too young. I, I, you know, how, how am I supposed to step into this? Don't say, oh, well, maybe when I'm 30. Maybe when I'm 40. Maybe when I'm 43. Then I can do something. And we, we've got all the excuses, don't we? But he says, go in the strength you have. Don't say I'm too old. You know, Moses was 80 when he encountered God and he stepped into his purpose. You know, he had all the excuses in the world, you know. He killed a man and he fled in failure. But yet Moses was able to, to lead a people out of captivity into freedom. Come on, what are your excuses? And don't say you've had bad experiences. Look at Moses. I'm too young. I'm too old. I've just had a baby. I've, I haven't got my life right. Once I get my life right, then, I, then I'll, I'll serve you. Then I'll step into my, my purpose. Come on, what are your excuses? I'm just a new Christian. Come on. Go in the strength you have. Go in the strength you have. How long are you going to wait in this stage of life because of procrastination? How long are you going to wait? Oh, when, when the kids get a bit older, or oh, when I get my life right, then. How long are you going to wait? Go in the strength you have. Verse 15, pardon me, my Lord. So polite, isn't he? But how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the least in my family. Come on, we've got all the excuses. We have all the excuses. You know, I'm not a pastor's kid. I'm just a dropout. I didn't, 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 couldn't even get into politic. And they almost accept everybody. I couldn't even get in there. Come on, how can God use me? How can he use me? Come on, what are your excuses? Go in the strength you have. And, he, and, and Gideon has all these excuses to God. So God replies to Gideon. The Lord answered, all right then, I must have come to the wrong house. And he didn't say that to Gideon. He said, the Lord answered, I will be with you and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. So Gideon, who are you gonna believe? Who are you gonna believe? Your estimation of yourself or my estimation of you? Who are you going to believe? Because if you see yourself as God sees you, then you will step into your potential, your purpose, your calling, and you'll find your rhythm. Who are you going to believe? Your estimation of yourself or God's estimation of you? Go in the strength you have. Father God, open our eyes. So that we can see ourselves like how you see us. Mighty warrior. Mighty warrior. God's calling you mighty warrior. Who, me? Mighty warrior. God says, I'll be with you, but here's a question to you, mom. 
Here's a question to you, dad, business person, dropout, student, unemployed. Here's a question for you. Will you see you as God sees you? Will you see you as God sees you? Because God is with you. But you can't do what is right in your own eyes like everyone else. You can't spend your money like everyone else. You can't go on a date like everyone else. You can't dream little like everyone else. Or you'll miss your opportunity to step into your potential. See, God is not interested in people or generation who sees like everyone else. He's not interested in in a generation that is in rhythm like everyone else. But God is looking for people who is in rhythm with Him, who sees as He sees. Go in the strength you have. See, this message is all about stepping into your potential, your full potential. And it poses this powerful question. What would you do today if you were confident that God is for you, with you, and in you? What would you do today if if you were confident that God was for you, with you, and in you? What would you do? Come on, mighty warrior. Go in the strength you have. You have no excuses. I don't know, I don't know much about Christianity. Go in the strength you have, mighty warrior. See, not everyone can change the world. But I'm not asking you to quit your jobs, become an activist, become an intern at church. I'm not asking you to do that. See, you know, we, we all can't change, none of us can change the world. But each one of us has the potential to change somebody's world. Go in the strength you have. See, when you discover, when you discover God, when you encounter God, you'll discover purpose. And your purpose will always involve people. Real love serves. Come on, I say to these young ones up at the front here, just be baptized. I want to go in the strength you have. Come on, God's calling you. Go in the strength you have, mighty warrior. See, you were created to make a difference. This is your rhythm. You're created to make a difference. See, this is why we have growth track. We do growth track every month. Every month, because we're committed to helping people find their purpose. See, we don't care if we've only got one person doing growth track. We'll still do growth track. One person, 20 people, that doesn't matter. Come on, go in the strength you have. That's why we have the dream team. The dream team is not about doing the church a favor. It's about, look, we want to bless you. We want, we want you to step into your potential. The dream team is for, you. It's for your good. It's for you. You know, I want, to talk, I want to celebrate and talk about some of our dream teamers in our church. You know, Bruce, I don't know if anybody knows Bruce. He's a, he's a, um, a, a mature gentleman. You'll see him welcoming him at the door, handing out brochures, and he encourages me when I see him. Gives me a handshake, gives me a, a little smile. And I love his Hawaiian shirts he wears from time to time. And I'm like, well, one day I'm going to have a Hawaiian shirt like you. Come on, he's making a difference. We've got Sarah. Sarah, she joined our church midway through the year, and 
And I, and, she, and, I, and I met her when after I did a message. And, and I did a message about how, how the Lord will, 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 will cut down the tree. But he'll leave the stump. Because, it will, because no matter what we go through, he'll never leave you nor forsake you because the stump will grow again. And she came back and she said, thank you so much for that word. I feel like I've been cut down, but God hasn't forgotten me. Yeah. You know, she did our growth track. She, she's now part of our dream team, making a difference. Yeah. And then we've got Aroha and her young family. You know, they got saved. She got baptized a couple, uh, two months ago. Oh, she's right here. Oh, <laughs> well, there she is right here. And she, honestly, they're blowing me away. They're at the door welcoming us. And, and they did the dream, they did the growth track. Now they're on the dream team making a difference. And then we've got Lyle. Lyle, Lyle he's, he's doing our AVs at the moment. And um, Lyle, he got, uh, he's been a long-time member of our dream team. Lyle battled with cancer, but he continued to serve anyway. And when chemo got a bit hard and, and, and tough, he kind of slowed down a bit. But as soon as he got his strength back, he was back again serving. And in the first service, we, uh, we honored Lyle with the Battler's Award. Come on. And through the blood of Jesus, he's healed. Come on. Come on, give Lyle a hand, honestly. We'll take a hand off to you, Lyle. Seriously? Most of us would have just given up. But you continue to serve. And you know people will praise God because of the way you serve? And we can't forget... Uh, we went and visited down in Queenstown, went to Arrowtown. We visit, visited Margaret Hemingway. Her and her husband were, were one of the very first Elam pastors in this, of this church 50 years ago, 1965. We went there we, and we spent time, we asked her lots of questions. And, and even in our church today, we've got many of those people who've been part of our journey a long time. And, and I want to honor uh, Don and Shirley at the back. They've been long time ser- serving in. Uh, in fact, uh, we actually want to honor you of the Power Pack couple. Um, and uh, we honor you. And we want you to come to the front. We want to honor you. Come to the front. Come on up. Come on up. Thank you for the way you serve. And we, this is just a, a small token of really appreciation. Margaret says hello. She misses you. She misses all of us. You wrote it. Oh, great. I said, oh, I'm going to go to Queenstown every year now just to visit her. And bungee jump. Come on. Give them a, give them a hand. Thank you so much. Come on. Go in the strength you have. Go in the strength you have. Who are you going to believe? Your estimation of, of yourself or God's estimation of you? Come on, church, let's pray. Father God, we give you all the glory. Father, give us eyes to see ourselves as the way you see us. Right now, I want to pray for there's some people in this room. And you've got a a really toxic view of yourself. That's not true. 
you know, you're wonderful. I know you've made mistakes. I know you're in pain. But God wants you to know this. He loves you. And God does not make mistakes. Your best years are ahead of you. Come on. Who are you going to believe? Begin to believe God. Begin to see yourself as how God sees you. Mighty warrior, go in the strength you have.